0: All right, now you're listening to the Real Texas Radio podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed-up taxpayer bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode, and if you haven't already, please make sure you like or subscribe from whatever platform you're listening to. You can catch the podcast on all the big platforms. And I want to kick off the show today getting into a rather beefy issue, and that is the subject of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who has been in the news consistently over the last... Many years, over the last couple of elections, he just won a third term as the Texas AG, and he handily won. He scored about 53% of the vote, a little bit more, beating the Democrat by something like 700,000 votes. He actually performed significantly better in 2022 versus in 2018. It, It was a narrower showing, but he still won despite being mired in controversy after controversy after controversy. I actually blanked him. I didn't vote for him, but I didn't vote for the Democrat either because, well, you know what kind of trouble that would bring the state. But the most recent trouble that is plaguing Ken Paxton is there has been a settlement deal reached. So a a number of years ago he fired four of his attorneys on staff four top attorneys in his office and a few others they resigned or they quit and he called them rogue employees and and they basically they whistle blew on some of Ken Paxton's actions which they said were illegal and basically Ken Paxton was stepping in On behalf of one of his bigger donors, this gentleman named Nate Paul, who is a developer. He's based in Austin and at one point this Nate Paul, through his world-class holdings, was buying up, he bought up over a million square feet of property in the Austin area and prominent properties in many cases and he was involved in a lot of storage unit the business of storage ownership and he has since had to shed a lot of those properties through bankruptcy the fbi raided his house he's been involved in in all kinds of litigation he was accused of not paying attorney's fees and it's just it's one of those one of those messy situations that seems so common at this level of politics Attorneys and corporate types and local polls and state polls suing each other and mudslinging and settling and making all kinds of accusations. Basically, the the kind of unsexy stuff that voters don't care about because it, it's a little too complicated for the average voter to follow. It's it's not like abortion or marijuana or trans rights where that gets people excited. But it, when you have a potentially extremely corrupt statewide official who is potentially a very shady character. He ended up, as I mentioned, he won handily a third term. Paxton, for what it's worth, he denies everything. He says there's no wrongdoing. It's the deep state. Uh, He is aligned with Donald Trump. Donald Trump endorsed him most recently. And I I guess the voters decided that he was the favorable option rather than a Democrat in statewide office. And I'm I'm not so sure that that's a wrong approach that the voters took. In any case, these whistleblowers, they've come to a $3.3 million settlement agreement, but it needs to be approved by the Texas legislature. And part of the agreement issues the whistleblowers an apology from Ken Paxton, but it does not admit wrongdoing. The issue here is a some of the top Republicans in Texas, they are questioning this payout, this $3.3 million, which, by the way, you and I, the, the Texas taxpayers, are going to be on the hook for, similar to when cities are sued for a police brutality case or negligence, something like that. Very common happens throughout the country. In any case, uh, top Republican Phelan, Dade Phelan, he is the Speaker of the House of Reps here in Texas. And he wants Ken Paxton to come before the House of Representatives and justify why Texas taxpayers should have to shell out the settlement amount for the whistleblowers in his office. That's the latest. In addition to this, Paxton, I I believe now he's being investigated by the DOJ. There's a securities fraud investigation. There's bribery. He admitted to an affair with a woman. This was a number of years ago and he ended up getting the woman a job for that donor I mentioned, Nate Paul. Nate Paul donated during the 2018 cycle $25,000 to Ken Paxton. So bottom line here is this guy's a real mess. I'm giving you the overview. I'm giving you the condensed version of what's been going on with Ken Paxton, but it's, it's very complicated. The news keeps piling up. It's never good. He is safe now for another three or four years after just winning re-election to a third term. But the guy is just sandbagged with baggage here. So I'm going to read to you a story that was published in the Texas Tribune in 2020. So it's a little dated now, but this sheds some more light on the connection, on the relationship between Nate Paul and Ken Paxton which seems to be the source of some of the most egregious examples in the AG's record. A new deposition sheds light on the still murky relationship between Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and real estate investor Nate Paul, a friend and political donor at the center of new criminal allegations against the state's top lawyer. Little is known about how the two met, and how closely they know each other. But eight senior aides told law enforcement they believed that actions Paxton took at the agency on Paul's behalf violated the law. Paxton has called the whistleblowers rogue employees, which now he's going to retract that if this settlement is finalized by the House of Representatives in Texas, and denied their allegations as false. In a transcript of the deposition obtained by the Texas Tribune on Wednesday, Paul said that he could not recall exactly when he met Paxton, but that it was several years ago. Paul said he considers the relationship, you know, positive, that's in quotes, when asked by a lawyer in the deposition whether they were friends. The two sometimes ate lunch together, but Paul could not say how many times he said in the deposition. He also said they had been in touch recently when he offered condolences to Paxton, whose mother died in late October. Paul did not answer several questions during the hours-long deposition, which came as part of a legal dispute between Paul and the Roy F. and Joanne Cole Mitt Foundation, an Austin-based nonprofit that provides grants to charitable organizations and academic scholarships for financially needy students. The nonprofit sued Paul's firm in 2018, claiming he wasn't sharing financial information about jointly owned investments managed by his businesses. Paxton's office took the unusual step of intervening in that lawsuit this summer, but reversed its decision before, shortly before the senior aides' complaints were made public. So, this is really the crux of the matter. AG Ken Paxton intervening in this particular lawsuit on behalf of a donor, Nate Paul, who contributed $25,000 to Paxton's campaign in 2018. Have you provided any free services for him? Like let him stay in one of your homes or had his, had his family member or someone important to him on your payroll, anything like that? Asked Ray Chester, one of the attorneys representing the nonprofit Suing Paul. No, not that I can recall, Paul said in the deposition. Paul said he could not recall giving Paxton anything other than a campaign contribution of $25,000 in 2018. Paxton received several larger political donations the same year as he ran for reelection. But Paul said he employed a woman as a project manager, which, whatever that means, at his firm who was recommended by Paxton. He said he did not employ her as a favor to paxton paul did not say in the deposition when she was hired project manager that's one of those titles that gets laid off if ever there's any kind of budget troubles or any kind of financial problems right all of the tech companies which have been laying off employees and droves everybody from google to microsoft to salesforce to amazon a lot of those layoffs you can be sure included project managers, highly paid and and no clue what they actually do. Uh, you probably can't tie a lot of what they do to direct sales, which is why they get uh, shed rather quickly. Paul said he could not recall whether he received Paxton's recommendation for the woman before he met her himself. This was Paul's girlfriend, or this is the woman that he was having an affair with. He got Nate Paul to hire her as a project manager. Paul said he could not recall whether he received Paxton's recommendation for the woman before he met her himself, according to the deposition, and said he did not know how Paxton and the woman knew each other. The woman Paul hired was involved in a romantic extramarital relationship with Paxton, two people told the Tribune on Wednesday. Both of these people who requested anonymity for fear of repercussions, which, yeah, I guess in the case of Ken Paxton, you would fear repercussions, were told directly about the relationship by Paxton himself in 2018. Paxton, a second-term Republican, now a third term, acknowledged the affair in 2018 to senior staff in a meeting, according to one of the people who confirmed the relationship to the Tribune, who attended the meeting. Paxton told them he was ending the relationship and recommitting to his marriage, the person said. It is not clear when the affair began. Spokespeople for Paxton did not return requests for comment about his relationship with the woman or with Paul. Paxton's wife, Republican State Senator Angela Paxton represents parts of North Texas. Yeah, Ken Paxton, for those of you outside of the state of Texas, he's based in Collin County, which is north of Dallas. It includes Plano, Frisco, and, and some of those nice suburbs, which are, you know, really quite big cities in their own right, north of Dallas. The woman is a former aide to a texas senator multiple attempts to reach her were not successful the agency handles tens of thousands of cases a year this is the attorney general's office so it was highly unusual that paxton took such a close interest in so many low profile matters tied to paul according to former agency staff and legal experts paul's attorney michael wayne or when, did not respond to several questions from the Tribune, including inquiries about the nature of the investigation at the Attorney General's office. A spokesperson for Paxton said the agency is investigating some of the whistleblowers who reported Paxton to law enforcement for making false representations to the court, illegally leaking grand jury materials, and violating numerous agency policies, but did not provide further details. The attorneys who asked Paul about some of the legal matters in which actions of the Attorney General's office have benefited Paul. The Austin American statesman reported that Paul faced foreclosure on a number of properties this summer, but that the foreclosure sales didn't take place after Paxton rushed a legal opinion that made it harder for such sales to proceed. Yeah, isn't this difficult to parse? Wouldn't you much rather talk about abortion? Isn't it much easier to talk about drug policy? Wouldn't you much rather talk about what kind of books should be in your children's libraries at school? Wouldn't you much rather talk about whether or not your 8-year-old can determine that he or she doesn't want to remain in their biological gender? There is some more quotes from the deposition, and it looks like Nate Paul was wisely advised to play the I-do-not-recall card, just like so many shady characters and criminals do, or any time somebody goes before Congress, like Dr. Fauci, the purveyor of the great white hoax, the COVID phony baloney nonsense, that was a favorite line of fauci i I do not recall, and many others, many others on both sides of the aisle by the way, but here's some more dialogue. Are you familiar with the opinion letter issued by the Attorney General's office regarding foreclosures that was issued this summer? Chester asked Chester's one of the attorneys representing the nonprofit that was suing Nate Paul, the donor. And potential friend of Ken Paxton, the Texas AG. Which specific one? Paul asked. The one that you asked him to write, that one, Chester replied. Paul did not dispute the characterization that he'd asked Paxton to write the opinion letter, but said, You have to show me which document you're referring to. The Texas Attorney General's office is notified by law of lawsuits involving charities and has the ability to intervene in the suits to protect the public interest in charity. So it was routine that the Attorney General's office was alerted to the lawsuit, but it was not typical that it chose to intervene, according to court documents and legal experts. Over the period spanning October 1st, 2019 to October 1st, 2020, about 130 cases were brought to the attention of the Attorney General's office through the normal process for notifying the agency of litigation involving charities. The agency took up just two of the cases, according to court records. One was the MIT or the Meat Foundation litigation involving Paul. Initially, the attorney general's office declined to get involved, but after Paul's company reached out to the agency, it reversed its decision in June, 2020. I'm going to read a little bit more because I think it's interesting, and this is important to understand. Ken Paxton, he is one of the top officials in the state of Texas, a powerful Republican. And I don't care what your political leanings are here. It's not looking good here for Ken Paxton at all. And are you telling me this is the best that we can do for an attorney general in Texas? We can't get another decent Republican, anybody? to take that spot emails obtained by the Texas Tribune show Paxton was personally involved in the litigation and even communicated with Paul and his attorney to help schedule a time for mediation I spoke with AG on this as well Paul wrote in a July 6 email to his partners on the case less than an hour later Paul's then attorney Terry Scarborough said he had spoken with the state's top lawyer too by the way, General Paxton just ca- General Paxton, yeah, General Paxton just called me, and I already told him this. Scarborough wrote to Godby. According to the Dallas Morning News, Paxton was even prepared to go to court himself to argue the case before aides talked him out of it. Paxton's involvement in the case was not just unusual but unethical, said Shane Phelps, who worked in the attorney general's office under Dan Morales and was Deputy Attorney General for Criminal Justice under former Attorney General John Cornyn, who is now the U.S. Senator representing Texas. The only reason an AG would get involved in a case like that if they were not minding their ethics, P's, and Q's would be because they've got a donor who's got an interest in it, Phelps said. If they have a donor who has an interest in a case, any ethical and appropriate attorney general is going to say i can't do that and is not going to do it joshua godby a division chief at the agency was put in charge of the case an atypical choice because of his seniority agency records show the role put godby on the receiving end of repeated haranguing emails from paul who accused him of backing out of things you agreed to, of cowering, of being biased, and of highly unprofessional behavior. In September, around the time top aides alerted law enforcement authorities to alleged criminal behavior by Paxton, the Attorney General's office reversed itself again and stepped away from the ongoing case. Despite that apparent distancing, the Attorney General's office was mentioned numerous times, and a top aide there was consulted during the deposition this week. Paxton was mentioned repeatedly in both a personal and professional capacity, including when Wynn, Paul's attorney, called a top Paxton deputy at the agency during a break in the deposition. I would rather my client not disobey a direct order from the first assistant here, Wynn said, so I'm going to instruct him not to answer these questions that top deputy Brent Webster later responded to say the office was fully asserting attorney work product privilege and any other related privileges according to a copy of Webster's email shown during a November 5th court hearing so I hope I haven't bored you to tears but th- this is our attorney general here in the state of Texas and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show I blanked him because I I was not comfortable casting a ballot for this guy. And at at the same time, I wasn't comfortable casting a ballot for the Democrat. And, you know, we've got enough of those. And, you know, they can stay in California and New York and the other states. We don't need that here in Texas. We'd be getting a whole other slew of uh, priorities that aren't really a priority for if you happen to be a normal person with a job and pays taxes in the state of texas but in any case i think we need to start looking around here for a new ag we need a new republican ag and i don't know what this guy's options are going to be for his political life if he would ever think of running for governor himself who knows what what abbott is going to do would abbott go for a fourth term or would abbott try to grab a senate seat i'm not sure in any case you can have a think about it is it just uh, the democrat news who are harping on ken paxton and and just trying to beat him with the stick because trump endorsed him and it, it doesn't help that paxton you know he doesn't photograph very well. I don't think he's a an, an ugly guy, but he's got, like, a lazy lid, his, his right eyelid. It doesn't totally open, so that definitely adds an element of shadiness. Apologies for going after his appearance, but, there, you know, his photograph appears in the news all the time attached to highly unsavory stories, In any case, I'm going to wrap it up. But thank you for tuning in to the Real Texas Radio podcast. And I will catch you on the next episode. I'm Bronin.